ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Loss of Lieutenant. I'm your host, Jacob, and I am joined by... Josh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, even tried to, I even tried to point this time to see if you guys can get it. I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm joined by Josh and Nick. There we go. That's good. <laughs> uh, we are doing a part two of our CanCon Pimp, Your, well, Pimp My List episode. We got so many submissions that we had to split it into two. Uh, so today we'll be covering. Oh, who are, what are what are we, got, we covering? We got five people now. Five submissions got, to cover. Yeah, we do. We got we got a quite a lot. A bit more Pano, a bit more CA, and a bit more. Uh, wasn't there some uh, Cosmo? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's a Cosmo, so Cosmo that came in with enough time to get something done before the show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it's um, it's great. Uh, so thank you all to our uh, listeners for submitting for, for heeding our call because we've got a ton of submissions uh, enough for two full episodes. Uh, but before we get into it, this is being recorded pretty close to the other the our other recording. So, but did we get up to anything, guys? Let's go, Nick. Um, not too much. Yeah. Um. Figured maybe use this time to talk, do the um, talk about uh, what we would have submitted for the monthly challenge. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we can do that later. Yeah, no, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, Josh, anything interesting? Did you have another game of tag raid? I haven't had another. I haven't had another game of tag raid. No, uh, um, I have played two games of Armory this week though, um, which was exciting, and I think I. I went back into the annals of history and um, used inspiration from an old uh, Rob Cantrell uh, combined army list that he ran in when the, the transition from N3 to N4 in Armory, mm-hmm. and I have uh, um, been having finding some success and some fun with that. It's definitely reignited a little bit of passion in what's the, the What was the gimmick? Oh, you can't ask a man his gimmick. That's um, it, that's that's uh, Skivoros. <laughs> it's got oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Fair enough. Um, I'm trying to make. I'm trying to. I'm trying to have some fun with Sepsiders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a big di- big discussion. I think after our last show about the jank of. Uh, Sepsiders and uh, what they mean for uh, armoring and holding missions. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's pretty close to our recordings. There's not too much time to get our hobby on. Uh, <laughs> but let's just quickly move on to the uh, the very few sort of tournament announcements we have coming to the end of the year. Obviously, people are busy. There's not a huge amount of tournament announcements going on, but we do have one here in Melbourne. It is the uh, obligatory Road to CanCon. Uh, just like every big tournament, uh, BCB and CanCon, we in Victoria uh, run a road to it. So this is the road to CanCon. It is happening on the 6th of, of January uh, next year, 2024. Uh, so don't get in your time machine and go back to January 2023. At the Collingwood Library um, in Abbotsford, the entry fee is $20. It is hard capped at 20 players. And the missions will be Last Launch, B-Pong and Armoury. So uh, probably, I suppose, odd ones as far as... Uh, uh, room holding goes as well as the two new ones 
And uh, the organizer, Tristan, has announced that the winner of this event will become the champion of Victoria and will be given all the hopes and dreams for uh, Victoria to win CanCon. No pressure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No pressure, guys. If you're attending CanCon, well, it, no pressure to win Road to CanCon and then extra no pressure if you do win uh, Road to CanCon to win CanCon itself. Can I say CanCon again? <laughs> It doesn't. It's a semantic association. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. lost so, on me. Moving on, uh, just to quickly mention our quarterly challenge. I uh, still got half a month, Five. two weeks left to uh, put in your narrative submissions. Again, that can, we want to, you guys to try and stick to do uh, 2,000 words, a narrative about in the in Infinity Universe. Uh, you can submit it in the written word, or if you uh, really want to flex your slam poetry skills, uh, you can uh, provide it in the spoken word, and we'll and we'll pick our favorites and either read them out or play them during the show. Um, oh yes, um, <laughs> the, uh, the there is a recent submission um, that is a song, which um, I'm very tempted to record in my sultry dulcet tones um <laughs> into the tune of uh, tune of uh, uh favorite things from the sound of music so <laughs> it's uh, there's, there's there's been a variety of submissions so it's it's very fun to see i'm still looking for some sonnets so if anyone wants to back us up with some uh infinity odes or poetry then yeah get those get those uh random oh. prose in could could someone do an infinity version of that the like sad song or poem from um, Game of Thrones? The winds of something. Oh, the you mean the rains of Castamere? The, the rains um, of Castamere. The the yeah the the song about the um, the folly of coming up against a powerful house. Yeah, sure. Mm. I guess someone could. Just, it's just about do it about uh, coming up against uh, the EI. Yeah, that's it. You know. Yeah. Uh, so we're moving from November into December. Uh, obviously, uh, we understand that there's not a huge amount of times to get your hobby on. Uh, so what we want to do is uh, to give our listeners the opportunity to uh, tell us about your most enjoyable or your greatest infinity loss. Right, so I mean, un unless you're some sort of infinity pro prodigy, uh, coming out of the womb, uh, kicking ass and taking names, I'm sure everyone listening has lost at least one game. Um, so we'd like to hear about the the greatest of those. So submit your entry as a Google document to lostoflieutenant at gmail.com, and one random winner will be selected to win a blister of their choice from Toy Soldiers Imports. Uh, and Nick, you mentioned just before, uh, with our lack of catch up talk, yeah, having a bit of a chat about what uh, maybe our greatest losses were. Uh, yes, been. yeah, I thought it'd be a good time to uh, basically say what we would perceive as our most enjoyable losses at the table in Infinity, and hopefully that could also help inspire uh, some people out there to think about their uh, most enjoyable losses. So, uh, us off. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, when four came out, I decided to try to get back into infinity. Uh, I ended up at an ITS event having played about two games since N1. 
Uh, first round was supplies, and I played my attack into Ryan's uh, Caledonians. Uh, dogs into different dogs. Yes, yes. Uh, now, I'll say, I have lost every game I've ever played into Ryan, and they have all been great games, but the story isn't about him. Uh, <laughs> it's about the dice and the rules of the game, because in that game, I lost every single face-to-face roll. every single one (laughs) however despite that I didn't lose the game until the final order of the final turn when Ryan managed to get one of his Galwegians to berserk into my dynamo paramedic that was hunkered down at the back corner of my board edge at that point he was able to get one wound on him and he dropped the supply box giving Ryan the win. Up until that point, it was still a tie. Uh, So basically, in the end, it didn't even feel like I lost the game. It felt like my opponent had won, but I was still able to make him work just as hard for that win, despite how miserable my dice were. Uh, And I don't think I could say that about any other minis game I've played. That's the game that sold me on Infinity at least coming back into N4. Um, yeah, and to answer the question, yes, I still use those dice. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't put them in a jail somewhere? Oh, no, no. <laughs> they, they've redeemed themselves and unredeemed themselves, and yeah. yeah they're definitely. good. They roll all over the place, so that's about what you could ask for dice. <laughs> I must I must say if it wasn't for the fact that they cost like twenty dollars a piece and I didn't want to just piff them into someone's um minis and destroy them, I would have a set of metal dice. Yes. Yeah, but I've my super my, my, my superstition of like sharp corners um doesn't outweigh uh my wallet. I've got some metal D6s that I used in War Machine and those worked nicely. But I think by the time you get to D20s, uh, the weight plus they're round enough that they will keep going. So giving them more inertia is a bad thing. Yeah, no, they, well, like I said, they also cost an arm and a leg. It's like $20 a die. Yeah. You really want to flex on your opponent. Yeah. How about your games, Josh? Uh, well... Good. I'd like. Well, first off, I'd like to reiterate how I th- how nice this monthly challenge is. I think it's um, we often tend to get into the nitty gritty of extreme competitiveness with Infinity. So um, it's nice to bring this back into a focus as a as a game that we like to play with our friends. Um, and we should definitely, I think, all talk about losses a little bit more often because how else would we learn how to be more extremely competitive when we're playing our game of of fun against our friends um so yeah very nice good idea whoever came up with this one um (laughs) uh i think i've I've had lots of enjoyable losses um you can read that into i've had lots of losses if you really like um uh i think the i've got a recent one from uh the tournament that i ran um a couple weekends ago which was the yeah, no, Joel, we're not talking about CanCon 2023. Thank you very much. That was not enjoyable. I had a bad time. Um, 
hence the non-competitiveness of Infinity. Uh, a tournament recently, we I had to I was running the tournament, but I had to play a few um, Gumby games, and I like to take the view of play a game, a Gumby game of Infinity, as a game of Infinity, and um, the but the player who um, is playing it in a, in the tournament gets a buy regardless. So if they lose, they get the win, the the four point win from the buy. And if they win better than the, what the buy would give them, they get the win from the buy. Um, so uh, I played against our local Hugh, um, who's a dear dear friend, um, and he's um, pretty much exclusively playing pseudo limited insertion OSS for about the past six six months. Um, and he states this to reduce his cognitive load during games and play some big stompy pieces that we all love. Um, this the list that he played was one that he's sort of tuned a lot. It's his it's his OSS list, um, and it was so just beautifully piloted, um, and it used all of its little tricks. And he unpinned every little puzzle that I threw at him, especially. A great one of a um, Skiavoros Sepsida staring at his Asura. He managed to to get that unpick that one pretty well. Um, so it was just a fun time with a friend, just an enjoyable game, and uh, a good example of how being optimal is not always the best. Because he won. <laughs> the bastard. <laughs> I think I might quickly, I guess, sort of mirror you. I did actually have a loss, I remember, against Hugh when we were testing out the submissions we had for our custom mission tournament when we were playing uh, the predecessor to last launch. No. Um, what was the one where the armory room took off? Was that what was? No, uh, that was the last launch. Drop that shipping. was drop shipping. Drop shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really enjoyable, um, a really enjoyable match because I was playing Q, I was on the back foot, and I was trying to figure out a way to win. Um, and I got lucky enough because of the way the rules worked that I had a Tiger Soldier able to pick up one of the, um, like his Azura was, I when I was not like it was an Azura and a Tiger Soldier, I was not going to be able to hold the. Um, the room, so he had that point. There's no way I was going to get through that Azura. Um, so I grabbed one of the um, one of the objectives, jump, and then used like all of the sort of mechanics where if you jump out of the room, you you fall to the ground regardless of whether like the Azura killed me or I failed my drop or anything like that. Um, so yeah, drop trip jumps off, gets shot in the back by Azura, I go splat. Right, Monk grabs the. Um, grabs the boxes and at the end of my turn I'm looking solid I could possibly pull out a win but one of my favorite things about that win was it was essentially me and Hugh working together going okay how do you because Hugh Hugh had a didn't have quite enough orders to like muck around so to speak and I got some lucky dodge rolls and it was him and I trying to figure out how he unfucks himself and gets that last point because i think it was we like everything ended up being going down to I, I would he needed me to hold none of the um uh boxes and then him to hold the room um and so that that was really fun i, I do like 
just sort of working to get through my opponent where maybe not so much in a CanCon setting, but when you're in that sort of more casual tournament setting of working together with your opponent to further whatever their goal is at the time, right? With, you know, the hope that, you know, karmically somebody will help you figure out how to unfuck yourself slash screw them over at some point. Um, but I, I've always learnt, and I, I think this is probably universal, I've always learnt more from my losses than I have from my wins. Um, I remember I had a streak of just playing every O12 player here in Melbourne. And I'd gotten just, like, I was so good at kicking the absolute crap out of O12 models. Um, but I'm like, I want to fight anything that's not O12 because, like, I'm just taking all these anti, like I'm, I'm missing out on all these units to try and test out because I can't get away from, oh, that'll kick the crap out of the <laughs> Omega and that'll kick the crap out of um, uh, gangbusters or whatever. Um, so I, I still remember, like, I mean, for the most part, I think most people learn about Toha and what they can do from getting the, like, kick, kick the surprise uh, shit kicked out of them. I remember playing uh, Rob Cantrell, uh, similarly to what you were talking about, Nick, at like the cusp of N3, N4. And I think it was the first time that I was introduced to the uh, the Kriegel agents with Ferroware on them and just having him go, Ferroware. I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't see, you don't have a mate. He's like, it doesn't matter. Ferroware. <laughs> I, I, I was just lucky he was trying to do it to um, Hector, who was BTS 6 with a tin bot. Um, yeah, just things, just things like that. Um, so, yeah, yeah I've, I've always preferred having a loss where I've tried really hard, something hasn't worked out, and I can take that away than just, like, necessarily stomping my opponent. I think I could... In a tournament, I could probably do with maybe one in a three day, maybe two stompings. And if I do, if I do that more than, yeah, more than twice, I'm like, Ugh. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm the asshole in the tournament. I do remember that game that you're talking about against Hugh, and I believe it was just more, it was more than just a collaborative game between you and Hugh. It oh, was, it was. Uh, the, it was. I think we were the last. The and it was everybody going. This is entire, how you do it. The entire room was collaborating on how to make you lose that game. Mm. <laughs> but it was it was um, it was fun because it was me. It was me and Hugh using the mechanics of this new mission that, uh, like, uh, who made it? Was it Lewis? Lewis. Yeah, that Lewis made. You know, me jumping off and still getting the point and like trying to figure out the new points and uh, like the points in this mission and all that. It was a lot of fun to just try and figure out like how does this mission work and how's how best can you beat me? Absolutely. Um, I think it, I think it ended up coming down to I think the last burst of a, uh, a solo. Uh, what were they called? Uh, a solo Dakini. I think that was. I think it came down to just that. Uh, well, Nick's came down to uh, <laughs> a, a Galwegian, and mine came down to game? me being an absolute shitter at the game. So <laughs> sometimes very innocuous things happen <laughs> to to give us to hand us our our losses. Um, just a reminder to everybody listening that um, 
If you like what we do and you want to support us financially, you can do so for $3 a month at patreon.com slash loss of lieutenant. Um, if you can't commit financially, that's that's totally cool. It's the holiday season. Times are tough. We want to buy some Christmas presents. Um, just let us know that you like us. Uh, liking, subscribing, commenting, hitting notification bells on Spotify, um, Podbean, wherever you podcasts, and following, and, uh, <laughs> and, and YouTube. Uh, would be great and join our discord um the invite link to the discord is in the episode description F- facebook josh we do most of our stuff mm. on facebook Facebook as well but you know if you yeah i mean if you're on facebook and you're in any of the infinity groups you, you know who we are yeah we're the ones that like do weird crit posting in <laughs> serious forums <laughs> uh but yeah so uh for this month that's the sort of thing we want to hear about Right. What happened in the game? Yeah. Why it was a good loss? Did you learn something? Was it funny? You know, stuff like that. I, I, yeah. What made you enjoy it and remember it? Hmm. I mean, I did one thing when I was losing in N3 because you could walk off the edge. I just walked off the edge and dropped a dude down to try and snipe something. Didn't work, but it was funny. <laughs> Falling. So, what do we do? What are we up to today? So you want to be a player, but your wheels ain't fly. You got to hit us up to get a pimped out list. List. Where do we start off? What was, who's our first pimpable player, Jacob? Uh, it was, oh, bloody Trent. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yes, so Trent has submitted to us a Neo Capitera. I was really hoping to flex on actually saying that name properly. Neo, yeah, Neo Terran Capitera. Fuck it. Neo Terran Capitoline Army. Capitoline Army, oh my god. <laughs> not going in the right direction of that at all. Um, and he's decided to give me a headache because his list consists of one scoreless mark two nco with a multi-heavy machine gun a auxilia with a combo for heavy flamethrower a peacemaker with a heavy shotgun heavy flamethrower another auxilia with a uh, oxbot heavy flamethrower sorry all these all these heavy flamethrowers are attached to oxbots if you can believe it then one two three four five auxilia forward observers with uh, Oxbot heavy flamethrowers, a, another auxilia, <laughs> Oxbot heavy flamethrowers. Then in group two, it is a machine, uh, it's a machinist with two power bots, a peacemaker heavy shotgun with an Oxbot and heavy flamethrower, a auxilia lieutenant combi rifle with an Oxbot and heavy flamethrower, another forward observer auxilia with Oxbot with heavy flamethrower, and another auxilia with Oxbot and heavy flamethrower. <laughs> oh, that is 13 Oxbots with heavy flamethrowers. Yeah, the machinist is working. None of which contribute orders. (laughs) Yes, that that Um, machinist is working overtime. He's patching up so many things. So, (laughs) I understand, right? Because the idea was that this was supposed to be mostly the idea was that this was for armory, and I understand. I think every single time we've I've spoken to people about. Um, playing armory uh, units like uh, Mc- uh, not McCool's, yeah, McCool's come up with their heavy flamethrower. Pretty much anything with a heavy flamethrower 
comes up, right? They're scary, they do a lot of damage, um, and they can take out anything. Tag, heavy infantry, you name it. However, while I suppose this list excels at that point of putting heavy flamethrowers um, into, uh, into clearing the room, it doesn't really have a lot of staying power, especially in armory. That Squallow cannot enter the armory. It's too big. Um, and the auxiliars, while uh, they are a decent shot, I don't even know if they're uh, if they're ES thirteen off the top of my head. Uh, I would I would hazard a guess to say a fourteen point model isn't BS thirteen. Uh, yeah, but it is NCA and it is um, yeah, true. It is Pano. Uh, Auxilia or BS eleven. BS eleven. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they're not winning any any real no, yeah, like no. shooting competitions, especially if you're outside of ten and a half inches, which is the length of a heavy flamethrower template. Um, so yeah, it's it's not it's going to clear an armory. I doubt, very highly doubt, it's going to hold it unless you somehow manage to get all the auxiliars to surround it. Just go second. Clear the armory. Score point. Clear the armory. Score point. I suppose, but he do, you don't necessarily control that. Just play stupid. Just play yeah. better, stupid. Um, right, so you've done a, a little bit of complaining about it. What did you change? Well, uh, first thing is I uh, reduced the meme levels of auxiliars. Uh, he's now got two, which now feels kind of punitive. What? <laughs> There was 11. He's now got two. Yeah. Um, however, I have kept his uh, Peacemaker Oxbots. Okay. And I'll come to that in a second. What I, what I thought of taking advantage for... So if you're taking a look at this, um, I've, for the most part, completely reworked the list. I couldn't really see a way of pimping the list without... Like, just deleting swaths of auxiliars to add anything else. I mean, they are very cheap. Um, and I've, what I've tried to do is take advantage of the massive amounts of marksmanship that you can get in NCA. So I have a five-man group of a Bolt Spitfire, a Bolt Combi Rifle Light Shotgun Drop Bears, a Bolt Killer Hacker with Boarding Shotgun, a Bolt Paramedic with Combi Rifle Light Shotgun, as well as Sh uh, Shona Karono. Oh I'm getting, getting fucking tongue-tied. It's not <laughs> even a difficult name. Uh, to add like some sort of like berserk combat uh, prowess to throw into the middle. I then have an auxilia. This one's probably one of my, like a vanity pick for you me. Give me the Aquila. Um, Aquila, sorry, the Aquila. What did I say? Auxilia. Sorry, Aquila. I had so much trouble when I was putting this together, not mixing them up. Yeah, an Aquila with HMG. Uh, the reason I've got him is BS15, MSV3 means that any token, uh, sorry, camo markers that manage to get into the um, room, easy to discover, easy to shoot at. Right, you got the auto um, auto succeed discover as well as your BS15 HMG and He's in suppressive up at like the front door. I reckon he's going to be pretty hard to move. 
You then got the Peacemaker with auxilia, uh, heavy with a heavy flamethrower, as well as an auxilia. Sorry, an Oxbot with heavy flamethrower, as well as an auxilia, uh, just plain combi rifle with a heavy an Oxbot with heavy flamethrower, and two fusiliers, uh, one of uh, two basic fusiliers, one of which is being a lieutenant. In your second group, you have a Peacemaker with an Oxbot and heavy flamethrower, another auxilia with an Oxbot and Heavy Flamethrower, a Millbot with the Evo Hacker, as well as a Fugazi Drone Bot. Right, which gives you uh, 14 orders to the list. What I feel this list allows you to do is really take advantage of marksmanship. All the bolts have marksmanship. That boarding shotgun up close using the slug, uh, I think hits on 20s, right, without any Viz mods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. after uh, team. Yeah. And is while it's not it's not huge as far as whip is concerned, it still has Trinity, which is plus three, so it's attacking attacking on um, uh, on fifteens. Uh, uh, you could put it through one of the peacemakers' um, uh, repeaters, which means you've then got firewalls to protect you. Um, and they are BTS six, right? So they are tough hackers. So that that piece there pulls a lot of weight. Plus, it has EM mines. It's got veterans, so it can't be isolated. You've then got the bolt with the drop bears and a light shotgun. So again, you've got that plus uh, six with the light shotgun. You've got drop bears, which are awesome for sort of. Uh, Forking that ARO and forcing your opponent to decide whether they dodge, you fire your slug, uh, your shotgun is a slug, they don't dodge, well, they just take a mine to the face. Uh, you've got a bit more staying power in just the form, the five-man team as well as the Aquila. And you also have the potential to get the Peacemaker's uh, marksmanship uh, with the uh, mule bot to also get like hitting on eight heavy shotguns. Right. And again, the Oxbots work as that sort of choice between do you dodge the flamethrower and hopefully dodge the shotgun, or do you take the or do you oppose the shotgun and just take a heavy flamethrower? Um so yeah, I think this gives the list a lot more staying power. I think it still allows it to clear rooms relatively well. Um I think you could probably, if you wanted, make it a Bolt Harris and maybe make it like a defensive Fusilier link, that sort of standard for Fusiliers and a Fusilier missile launcher. Like I said, the Aquila is a bit of a vanity pick on my part. I could see you maybe splitting him up, making sure you can get that 15 orders into something else. Um, potentially even getting a Bulleteer, again, leveraging that... Um, marksmanship, like just keeping that marksmanship prog program up on a repeater bot constantly. Um, the other thing that this list does is it gives it a little bit more breadth to do armory, last launch, and B-Pong, because again, you've got that staying power as well as those specialists. Yeah. Is I think the only thing... <laughs> Instinctively, I want to change would be Shona, just because you're one model away from a pure core. But 
with marksmen and the fact that they're trying to get at short shotgun range, I, I think you've got a point that that plus two BS isn't really necessary. I think yeah. with B pong at least you'll wanna you'll wanna switch that out and see if you can get a bolt sniper in there. Yeah, um, yeah, and that would be the other one. Find four more points to get a bolt sniper. Yeah, and it, it is like that shotgun at close range in a linked team, you have a 15% chance, like a full pure link is a 15% chance to crit. Does it on 18, 19 and 20s. Um, so yeah, if you can, if you want to, you can definitely go that way. The reason I had Shona there is just in case you come up to a, like a Malay heavy Ariana army, right? She's just an absolute nightmare uh, when it comes to stuff like that, right? With her, right? Like, you know, Two attacks in melee, martial arts level four. She dodges well. She's got no ending cap. Um, explosive APCC weapon. So, um, I mean, if you can get her into, let's say, a tag, that tag is dusted. Uh, but yeah, there, there, are, there are points to move around here. Um, like I said, the Aquila and Shona are probably the more obvious um, examples of where you can take things down or change things around. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree on that. Yeah, Shona's a tough one because... Not first two in season. Yeah. First one. Oh, sorry, there's a plus one damage. Sorry, I misread that. Getting the multi-sniper in there for only four more points and you've already got the SWC. Uh, I think that gives it a bit... You're right. It's the debate of, do I want something that can clear combat monsters, close combat monsters from the armory or mm. something that now makes that a pure link that's fighting at all range bands. Yeah. The, the reason, because I did consider putting, like, the bolt sniper's insane. Like, I obviously did mm-hmm. consider putting it in. The The problem with armory specifically is because you've got that, um, that infinite height uh, building right in the middle of the board it's mm-hmm. not as necessary like it's not as difficult to move around where you might need the sniper to fight at those huge ranges mm-hmm. um so this is like a five man close up mm-hmm. fighting um link but you're right if you were yeah if you were say to want to be a little bit more defensive with it maybe just tow in the piece uh, the peacemakers and have them mm-hmm. sort of sit around it yeah Take out Shona, put in the sniper, um, and if you need the points, downgrade the Aquila to like the specialist multi marksman rifle. I mean that gun's already pretty damn nasty. I think what what Josh said is a good point. It's not so much that it improves it for armory, but it makes it more diverse for the other missions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is definitely I, I, a, a great objective room. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a good objective room list. Yeah. Um, so it'd be yeah, there. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think NCA Pong's was... a little ambitious, but it could be. Yeah, you'd need to find the, the the bolt sniper. I think for Pong. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, the NCA is always going to have a bit of trouble when things want to get close up because they're not the most proficient at it. I think a lack of mimetism hurts them. Uh, we'll move on to Trent's next list. Mm-hmm. So Trent's next list was a 
double squallow um, list. So in our first group, sorry, the trend special two tags. Yeah. So it was a squallow multi marksman uh, marksman rifle. I think duoed with Shona because she's a wild card, and the squallow does have a duo link. Not uh, a bad one to tow uh, around. Yeah, no, it's 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 not it's not a bad idea. Shun is a little slow, but hopefully there's enough uh, shooting, like combat, to slow that squallow down. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got the fusilier lieutenant with another fusilier, um, a fusilier paramedic, a hacking fusilier, and then a fusilier missile launcher. Two CSU special operatives, one with a breaker combi rifle and then a pulse of plus one burst. The other one with a rifle light shotgun and a Garuda forward observer. The uh, next group is another Squallo, this time a multi-heavy uh, multi-heavy machine gun, two uh, Fugazi drone bots, a machinist with a power bot, and a Tech B. Uh, so for, from, what I, from what I can gather there, we've obviously got the double Squallo um, with a shorter range one uh, uh, dragging Shona along with it. You've got a defensive Fusilier link, and you've got the CSU and the Garuda for pushing your buttons. So if we flick the next one... And just rely on them. CSU's like Whip 11. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, well, that was my, I suppose, one of my, I guess, issues with that particular list is it's relying on some very low whip button pushes. Um, so keeping in line with the, uh, t- the t- uh, sort of like the two punch pieces and i like the idea of the duos so i've changed the list to be a squallow mark ii with the multi-heavy machine gun carrying around shona uh sorry no uh carrying around uma sorison and then and an aquila with the multi-marksman rifle specialist operative carrying around shona uh which now that i think about it i bet you anything that's not legal (laughs) <laughs> oh they're both bloody wild cards good on me <laughs> oh, well, you got options you got options there um <laughs> that's all right change it for like i don't know bulleteer or bolt just a bolt just a bolt killer hacker actually that's probably a good uh good good change for it is the bolt killer hacker instead of um, uma Sorensen or instead of shona carano it's probably instead of yeah, Uma, Shona. Right? Ooh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and you have that anti-hacking following the squallow around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my bad, listeners. Um, then you've got yeah. So after that, you've got a Mulebot Evo hacker, uh, three Fugazi drone bots, machinist with a power bot, and a CSU special operative. Um, after that, you've got a Fusilier. Uh, a Fusilier Lieutenant, and this is in Group 2, uh, another Fusilier, and then a Fusilier Paramedic, and the Fusilier Missile Launcher. So I've moved the defensive group to its own... Uh, offensive, the defensive link to its own group. Uh, I kept the... I, I went with the idea of two duos. Obviously, it's not going to be the, uh, the Aquila and Shona. and more likely be the Aquila and the uh, Bolt Killer Hacker, who I'm just going to make sure, so I'm not giving more wrong advice. 
is less than China. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that gives you two decent fighter pieces. Uh, it still kept sort of the same gun in the multi HMG and the marksman rifle, uh, the multi marksman rifle uh, it, that the Skies had, but I've just mounted one on that Aquila. The idea of this is to sort of give it a bit more of a bit better, so I guess, button pressing presence. You've got that hacker now, now, um, that can go up and press um, an unmasking terminal, gets that two dice, that plus three whip. All right, you've also got Uma, who's a, a specialist operative, who can follow in one of the duos, who can also press um, the button, make sure that it... Um, yeah, can also press the buttons at a better whip than what you had at the CSUs and even the bolts, because I think, I'm pretty sure she's 13. Oh, why can't I find you? Medium infantry top. She's a uh, whip 13. Cheers. Yeah, so she's whip 13. So decent specialist whip, right? Forward observer it means that she can still press those buttons, and it means that those two can go up and attack your opponent's um, designated uh, high-value targets. And then as for the rest, you've got the defensive link just there to defend your own um, high-value targets, as well as the Fugazis there just to be sort of cheerleaders. The reason I've got the mule bot in there is the fact that a lot of the missions that we're playing uh, this coming BCB, uh, BCB CanCon, uh, do give extra orders to that mule bot, which is why it's in the first group. Um, but it also allows it to give that additional protection, hacker protection to the Aquila and the Squallow because they are heavy infantry and tag. You can put it down fairy dust. Only in one at a time. Yep. Isn't it a board wide? Uh, yeah, but it's either HA or tags or hackers. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it'd be whichever one you're pushing. Yeah. Yeah, more likely you put it on the squalor. Um, and yeah, so that's the idea of this one. I'm hoping to, it, like, it's a little bit more button pressing -y. I didn't, like, the CSU still there as a backup if you really need it, especially if you roll well on its meta chemistry. If you get, like, an 8-4 move, then I suppose at the very least it's a very quick specialist. Yeah. I um, put the tag into group two. Well, th that that's, that's sort of the alternatives to this list is there's I can see there's a lot of reason to like take the tag and whoever it's doing with and the three Fugazi bots and put it into group um, two and then bring the Fusilier link up into group one to just be there defensively as well as cheerleaders for group one um, so there's plenty of orders that you can muck around you can um, very easily go for like a eight seven split if you wanted um, just take one of the duos into group two and leave the fusiliers as they are. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the 8-7 split and put the tag in group two, tag in whoever's with the tag in group I'd, two, probably. Yeah. That way you can O2's prestige the, um, in, the, yes. in group one and you yes. have the NCO order in group two as well. That, so you'd, That you'd was one of the biggest considerations split. For, like, for doing that split is mm. if you have it as it is right now, None of your like fighty duos can have O12 prestige, and also so that's cause doing nothing. 
like in group two. Yes, true. It's, yeah, five it's, yeah, group it's two not powering nothing. Yeah. yeah. So this this is the units, right? I uh, I couldn't quite like decide exactly how I'd want to split them up, but yeah, yeah I would definitely yeah. either like flick the the three Fugazis and one of the duos into group two, or I'd like or I just move one of the duos into group two and take that. Um, well, I suppose in reality it's a 10-7-10-8 split when all the orders are said and done. Yeah, right about. Um, and d depending on uh, what mission you're playing, it could be even more because that mule bot will give you an extra order. Yeah, the so, Ultra yeah. Prestige is a good thing to bring up because that was one of my concerns seeing the first list is he's got a tag in both combat groups, which means neither combat group can O12 Prestige. Yes, yeah. and... With his first list, because there was so many um, peripherals, he also can't use his command tokens to um, coordinate order. Okay. So it's a case of um, it's a case of we've got all these options now in which you, and, and ways in which you can use your um, command tokens, and you don't no you no longer have like I don't know about you guys, but in my recent games I've never had a command token by the end of the game. Oh, some of my recent games, I've 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 been spending three or four in turn one. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so yeah, the, the, you've got to now consider where you put your tack awareness. Like, if you have to, I would say stack all your tack awareness into one group. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, that's my attempt at pimping trans NCA lists. Good. Okay. I think you're up next. Okay, on to Jordan's lists. Uh, so his first list uh, for vanilla combined is group one is a Caronted uh, Lieutenant MSV3 HMG. He then has an Umber Samaritan uh, hacker with or hacking device with Trinity and Plasma Carbine, Bit and Kiss, uh, Sheshkin Red Fury, uh, Missile Bot, a Flashbot. Uh, two Dodrazi chain rifle grenades and two Ikadron baggage bots with light flamethrowers. Group two is a Dartok hacker, a, another flashbot, a Libertos mine layer, a Gaki, and a Taiga creature. So his ideas with this was wants to have something that works with all missions and then have a second list that he can tailor to a specific opponent or a specific style or a specific board. Frontage's um, there to do MSV3 plus smoke and clear the arrows. Uh, he's got Sheshkin and the Umber Samaritan that are there to loot the enemy DZ for Protheon tokens. And then he could always do Pitchers plus uh, Guided Missile Bot. Some of the alternatives he was looking at, uh, possibly a TR Bot, an Evo Hacker to get the bonuses from the missions like you mentioned. Uh, and he was a bit concerned that it would be weak into countermeasures. So with this one, I have played into this list a few times. Uh, it is a very good all-comers list, uh, especially in Resilience. But I agree it's going to struggle with countermeasures. Uh, it's also going to likely rely very heavily on the Umbra Samaritan as the only real midfield specialist to do B-Pong, unmasking and last launch. So, wanted to try to get it some better classified coverage, better midfield specialists. 
Uh, I looked at the Evo hacker, and given how cheap he can get regular orders, I couldn't come up with a way to get the Evo hacker in there that didn't end up losing orders after you consider the bonus order the Evo hacker gets. Yeah, so. I, I think the CA have a slightly more expensive Evo hacker because it's smaller and actually has a gun. It's 18 points, yeah. Yeah, it, it's slightly uh, more expensive okay. and they've got Icadrons and Imatrons. And that's... Yeah, it, unless you want the Evo hacker because it's an Evo hacker. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of competition for that slot. So, uh, what did I change? Uh, so, the Dartok, I... Swapped out for a Caliban Engineer and moved it into Group 1. Uh, one of the Icadrons, I changed to an Imatron and moved to Group 2. Uh, the Taiga became a second Gaki, and Bitten Kiss got moved into Group 2. So this gives five more classifieds because of the Caliban Engineer that he can cover, and also provides better midfield specialist coverage with the Caliban uh, for deploying. In Okay, this is, I have played this into this list, so uh, Bit and Kiss, I felt, never really seemed to do quite enough to warrant them being in Group 1. And I thought being in Group 2, they've got enough orders, they can toss the pitchers out, they can get a hack in to spotlight if they need to, and still have enough orders uh, that, uh, like, the Libertos and the Gakis can do their thing. Yeah, so and if Bit and Kiss aren't needed that turn, you've got Gakis and Libertos. Bit and Kiss can't spotlight, so they um oh. they're on they're on killer hacking duty. That's it. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah, they get the pitchers out, then Samaritan spotlights. The yeah, spotlight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. With that, uh, pretty simple changes to take it from uh, one that. I think it's a little over-reliant, or not over-reliant, over-invested in hacking to the point that it has too much redundancy and backup uh, and now has a bit broader coverage of the objectives and the battlefield for specialists. Yeah, that's definitely <clears throat> why what I've been um, finding with Combined is that because it's very top-heavy, you um you find yourself uh relying on one or two specialists that if they and if they go down the whole thing sort of crumbles um so yeah like the like adding the caliban engineer something that's a bit more survival as well is uh, it's good yeah yeah it also it also gives you a little bit more combat presence with the extra caliban because you've still got the Gakis, similar-ish to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be tempted <clears throat> tempted to take um, the like find a point and take the Dartok instead of Bit and Kiss. That um, was another consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit. I mean, like, I'm a bit lower on Bit and Kiss than like probably ninety-nine percent of uh, combined army players are, and I prefer the Dartok, but. If she pops off of... with her, if she pops pops off with her pitches, um, she can yeah, make she it can... really. She can make it really annoying just to move up because you have to but spend the... so many orders uh, getting rid of the. The Dartok has pitches too. 
Yeah, but she's just got extra because she's because Kiss has some as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And she's also a mine layer with a deployable Rapido. Yeah. So uh, that is an excellent way to block off a section of your board edge. I have found. Yeah. Play yeah. into that, where I could not bring on a heavy infantry parachute because there was not a space on the board that it wouldn't get carbonated immediately. Yeah, yep. she's good at that. So, uh, the the Dark Hawk versus Bitten Kiss. Part of this was I've I've played him. I played the list, uh, and he seems to uh, Bitten Kiss seems to mesh with his play style better than the Dark Hawk, mm. or at least that's what he seems to prefer on the table. Yeah, that's fair. But like you said, both work. I just, and this is probably more of a PSA for um, combined army players. How mm-hmm. does the Corrunted and, uh, sorry, Mnemonica uh, mesh with Oblivion? Uh, so if the if you isolate the Corrunted and then don't kill it, yeah. um, this list goes into Loss of Lieutenant. As soon as the Corrunted enters a null state, Mnemonica triggers, regardless of whether they're isolated or not. So, I mean, like, I get it. It's an extra order on the Corrunted. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty beefy um, and very good shooting piece. Um, I suppose it's a list that... This list needs uh, the Corrunted. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I mean, like, it's a 70-point model. There are so many, like, other bits that sort of fit into the, like the slot of 70 points. Um, but the Corrunted is, yeah, if, if it's the big damage piece there. I was just wondering. It's, it's just something just, to... It, well, it's not necessarily the big damage piece. It's the piece that clears the way for Sheshkin and the Umbra. True. Yeah. Combined army struggles against camo and mitism and having the Corrunted just go, discover automatic shoot, discover automatic shoot, discover automatic shoot. Yeah. Do that through smoke as well, so it's super safe because yep. we've got two data Razi. Yeah, you don't get much better than smoke shooting through with a Corrunted. Yeah, no, I like I said, it's more of a PSA of if you're going to run your lieutenant as a heavy infantry, just be careful that it doesn't... Yeah. Well, this like get I mean, isolated. yeah, yeah. If, if if it does in your active turn, that's why you've got. That's why I've got a Caliban. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because like me playing Bakuna, and I'd be like, oh, okay, so um, gonna isolate and uh, you know, immobilize that motherfucker. <laughs> Actually, no, I just run at it with a fucking Chimera. <laughs> All problems are solved by Chimeras. They do. They do solve a lot. Alright, do we have the Trinity? Yeah. <laughs> so list two. Uh he I guess list two is uh Sheshkin Lieutenant Red Fury, Caliban Chain of Command, Umber Samaritan Hacker Plasma Carbine with Trinity, Bit and Kiss, uh Missile Bot, a Dartok Hacker, Libertos Mine Layer, uh PR Bot. An Ikadron and a Dazrazi, and then in group two is another Dazrazi, another Ikadron, uh, Doctor Worm with two drones and two Tiger creatures. And his comments was it was trying to be more aggressive, trying to go against opponents that were light on mimetism, therefore didn't need the Karanted, uh, but still a new list, not quite sure where it's going, and. I kind of looked at it and had the same thought that I'm not sure where it's going. So um, 
I deferred to Josh on this, who plays Vanilla CA, and right. see if he can uh, flex this a bit more, because I think it's a bit beyond my um, let's tweak this a little bit. Fair enough. Uh, look, the beacons of Gondor are lit. Rohan, Rohan answers. Gondor, of course, right. Um, Rohan will answer. So, um, look, Jordan and I discuss lists a lot. It's um, our primary pastime. Uh, we played Vanilla Aleph together and came up with some very cool lists. We play, we're currently playing Vanilla Combined together and um, coming up with some very different ideas for lists. Uh so what I thought about this one specifically is that the the, the main issue that we're going to see um, uh, here is um, coming up against some MSV ARO pieces. Um, so my big change was I removed the Guided Missile Bot and Bitten Kiss and added in a Speculo Killer. Uh, I also I turned one of the slave drones on the um, on Doctor Worm into an R drone just to make up for the extra order that you lost from um, from removing both Bit and Kiss and the Guided Missile Bot. I didn't think that it needed to rely too much on the the threat of Guided Missiles. Um, Sheskin is arguably a more efficient Guided Missile than Guided than Spotlight and GML is anyway. So just throw Lieutenant Sheskin at people. Um, Berkulo. Yeah, so the reason I didn't take the, the Dartok out is because I thought that the Dartok was kind of better for the job that Bit and Kiss was doing when you took the T-Drone out. And, the reason, and that is throwing a picture and getting rid of that one hacker specifically. Um, Dartok's a veteran. They have dogged. They're BTS six. Um, they uh, so they they kill hackers with ruthless efficiency. They're very very good. Um, so I think that yeah, that was that was why that's why I kept the Dartok in and bit and kiss out. You could swap those around if you needed to. Um, yeah, so it removes some redundancy. The specular helps remove basically anything that you don't want on the opponent's side of the field. The specular does that. Gets rid of that for you. Um, Speculo's in group two, so it uses group two's orders. And if you need to, you can move it into group one because we've got a nine six split. Um, it's very, it can complete, I think, re reliable, semi reliably complete all of the missions as well. Uh, the, uh, yeah, all classified. So I think it's reasonable to run this in any, any one of those missions for CanCon. Uh, the list itself, um, Basically the same. So we've got Sheskin Lieutenant, a Caliban Chain of Command, Armour Samaritan Hacker, a Dartok Hacker, uh, Liberto, U Drone, which is TR Bot, uh, an Icadron, a Datarazi, Group 1, uh, an R Drone, that rounds out Group 1. Group 2 consists of Datarazi, Icadron, Dr. Worm with a Slave Bot, two Tagers, and the Speculo Killer. I really like the Speculo Killer going to this list because it. Mm. It, it takes that concept he was going for and kind of gets there, uh, especially with the tournament having every mission with an exclusion zone and having access to impersonators. It's kind of hard not to take one list with an impersonator in it because 
most people are not going to gear as heavily to defend against infiltrators because infiltrators basically don't work. Uh, then be able to pull, here's my impersonator. It works just like an infiltrator, but I don't have to roll and I can go in that little bit between the exclusion zone and your DZ for free. Yeah. It's uh, one, one, of the, one of the better um, holdbacks when you're going first is a, is a cheeky speculo. Um, I've been back and forth on whether the, whether the combi rifle is better than the boarding shotgun. Um, I like the boarding shotgun over the combi rifle. It helps to crack. If you get in the back of someone, it helps to crack armor a little bit better. Um, especially if you're going up against some a piece like um, if the piece you really want to remove is fairly decent in CC. So, um, you know, you don't want to run a would... into a Volkalak, for example. Yeah. I'd almost, I'd almost say that like, is the, the shotguns one point less, right? No, they're the same point cost. Yeah. I'd almost say, I'd almost say that it doesn't matter. The amount of times a speculo is just there to sort of stage dive into something really important and then it just dies um, is probably, I'd probably say, 70% of the, 70% or more speculators just go in, kill something, or die, and die. Combined army players and people who play against combined army do remember, please remember, that speculators have regeneration. <laughs> oh, fuck, do they? Oh. So if you if you if, if their specular goes unconscious and they're um, wigging you out by not regenerating it in, your, in their state's phase... Um, Put it to death in yours, so you don't. They don't roll that whip, that fizz twelve to get them back up. Yeah, crush them. Step think, on their necks. Now, given perspective of a hawk player, uh, I would almost certainly go with boarding shotgun over copy rifle for this. Mm. Uh, just coming from playing fides a bit, uh, still learning them. Having that ability to fork with a template, or just the ability to go. You set up just a little bit poorly with your fire team. Here's templates. Yeah, no, that's um, that. That's I think walking into range, most, see what the they do. If they dodge, yep. if they dodge, hit mode the one you want to hit mode. If they don't dodge, bam, there's two templates straight across your whole t- whole, whole thing. Uh, you've also got the weird option of they all dodge, you smoke them. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Mm, yeah. you, just, you take them and out, one just by walk one, in and kill the one you want, and now also. <laughs> Everyone I'd always be, else I'd is always in be afraid. Can't the rest of your army. I'd always be afraid of failing that fizz that like uh, fizz fifteen roll, um, and then oh, with the oh, smoke. I, just, I just wasted it, and they've all dodged to get into a better <laughs> position. I'm like, fuck! Oh, well. I've had I had too many times I've had like that happen where I should have just mm-hmm. launched the template. Yes, oh, um, I agree. The template's almost always the correct option. The uh, it's just an the, interesting one to remember. You have. Yeah, and I'm I, like I'm not I'm not saying this is like a change to the list because I don't really don't think it is, mm-hmm. um, but that's a zero. Right? It's not what I wanted to be looking at. Um, the use of sensor to deal with a weakness to camouflage because you do have the Rindac, which also doubles as your paramedic, um, and you do have the Osnat, which does. Uh, throw smoke grenades. Look, that's fair. 
I don't know I'm, what you're taking instead of a Rindac, though. Like, like what you're cutting for the Rindac. It's, that's what I'm um, saying. It's it's yeah, not really me advertising uh, for anything. I mean, if anything, I'd probably say uh, Osnat instead of something. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting Rindac thought. Was what I considered for the first list. Mm. Yeah. Um. Just, yeah. It's just the case of Osnat would be fairly easy to put in. You. Downgrade the Ardrone to an Imitron, you downgrade one of the Tagus to a Gaki, you change one of the Datarazmi to Osnat FTO, the 18.1. Something, something um, like that. With a, with a, with a Vulcan Shock? No, on, it, it ha- ha- no, no, it has to be the um, the synced one. Sound oh, for sensor? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, it's just the thought, like, if you're going to... Uh, and you are right, like, I, I didn't realise that there is so little options for a for, uh, combined army to deal with um, mimetism other than um, sucking it up and having to uh, roll um, those whip checks. Yeah, Datarazi do it very efficiently. Just, just, I mean, walk up and in, uh, was it? Uh, intuitive, intuitive pack with pain rifles, yeah. even just catch models inside um, with with chain rifles as well. Like, Datarazi one thing and just well. nick them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do it quite well. So yeah. if you're looking for, for sensor, I think probably the better way to go is just M drone over the probably. Osnat. Probably. Yeah. So I think it's ten points cheaper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to drag along a synced Praetor with it as well. And and, uh, you, and you get the like in that case you get the um you get the repeater, good. you get the forward observer stuff. I would, I would like to try mimet- the Osnat. No, mimetism's on the TR bot. In the um the the Osnat synced Praetor. I think it's a it's an interesting one, and you're not necessarily drawn to the FTO profile um, in vanilla because um, because you don't you don't get the the, the added benefit of the the uh, hungry hungry Harris from uh, Morats. So yeah, um, would I spend twenty six points on a smoke thrower? Maybe. Maybe I would. I don't know. I haven't. That's I mean, a, it's, a, it's it's an impetuous sensor smoke thrower thing. It's um, cool. I like it. I think it's I you know. Yeah. And the the pit patrol, the the Jace pit patrol would would be interesting as well. Um, I just I've all, I've always thought if you if you don't have the MSV, um, and you're worried about it, like uh, like TAC for instance, um, they, they don't have a huge amount of MSV, but they counter that by having. A lot of sensor, mm-hmm. or at least a decent amount of sensor. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, know, yeah. Like I said, it's I I I would wouldn't know how to change this list uh, to put it in there. It's hard, definitely difficult. Well, right. I think that's where the bliss pairing comes in. Mm-hmm. That the one list is designed to deal with camo, and this list is designed to drop into something that he's not expecting much mimetism or camo. Yes. This, this list feels like it's designed to fucking eat people. Got yes. three Prometheans yep. in there. The yep. Jaith Pit Patrol. The Jaith Pit Patrol only exists in Shazvasti. Sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> can I can't get synced Tagers in uh, <laughs> in uh, in Vanilla combined. Nah, well. All right. Oh, what have we got up next? Next is Frank, our good friend, friend of the show. Um. Frank from New South Wales, from Sydney. Uh, Frank submitted uh, one list to us um, 
today for Bpong and Last Launch. Um, it is aptly titled Maximus uh, because Group One is a Maximus LT, uh, a Dakini Core Link consisting of a heavy machine gun, a multi sniper rifle, two Dakini combi rifles, and a Deva Killer Hacker. Um, the Shukra Chain of Command with a boarding shotgun, uh, a flash pulse bot, and a Garuda Ford Observer. Group two is a Danavas Hacker, a Probot Evo Hacker, a proxy loadout consisting of a Mark I Engineer with two Yaddies um, and a Mark V Ford Observer, uh, another flash pulse bot, and a motorized Bounty Hunter. Um, the, Frank's notes are a the Mark V and the Garuda for early button pressing, Maximus for doing what Maximus does, which is midfield bullying, and if someone's got an uncontested lane, just run the motor, motorized bounty hunter up and cause and wreck havoc with that because that's what they do. Um, we've got some player concerns here: a lack of MSV and defense V smoke. Um, he suggested adding Dart or a Deva MSV Spitfire. Um, and uh, rooftop hacking, which is sort of less concern or we're concerning with the the exclusion zones, the universal exclusion zones in in this mission lineup. Um. So I love the look of this list. Um, you'd think a faction with access to the Asura would not have a problem um, with smoke and movementism, but it is one of OSS's biggest weaknesses slash counters mimetism um so it is it is a it is a definitely a concern um dart may or may not be um fast enough to do exactly what frank wants her to do um considering the exclusion zones which would get her the full prevent her from getting the full mileage out of her forward deployment she has a climbing plus so she does she's a little faster than than most things um and forward hacking is going to be less of an issue because of the exclusion zones um the I would wonder the importance of the Danavas and the Deva um killer hacking device pitches are pretty unreliable without burst bonus and a baggage bot. Um when we do have the baggage bot, but you know, you're still rocking a BS eleven pitcher. Um so what I did is I swapped the KHD, KHD for a uh, MSV2 Spitfire Deva, um, the Danavas for a Daleth, which is the uh, sensor bot, the um, Ford Observer bot, uh, and a net rod to help it get back up to the um, proper amount of orders. Um, Daleth helps with the cabo in the midfield and is a, another fast specialist that can, you know, do um, the things in B-Pong and last launch, push the button or grabs IDs for your, your non-specialists. Um, you could instead go for Dart um, in, uh, instead of the Deva multi MSV2, replacing it with another Dakini um, for... Uh, for like to to keep purity and to keep um to link link team bonuses, uh. But you know, as with every every time Frank sends us in a list, it's um he's got a he's got definitely has a feel for his list list building, and they they the, his lists definitely have a certain um 
I I, I hesitate to say je ne sais quoi. Um, so it's you know it's hard to make any significant changes without removing from detracting from that feel. Uh, so my pimped list overall is a the Maximus LT, a Dakini Link with a Deva MSV2 Spitfire, two Dakini combi rifles, Dakini multi sniper, Dakini heavy machine gun, a Shubka chain of command, a flash boss bot, a Garuda, and a net rod. And group two is a um, forward observer bot, a pro bot with the Evo hacker, uh, the same proxy loadout, Mark One Engineer, two yard bots, and a Mark Five forward observer, and a motorized bounty hunter. Thoughts, lads? Uh, I, I think I agree on the Danavos. Um, <laughs> it's unreliable pitchers. The army doesn't have a whole lot of hacking to back up those unreliable pitchers anyways. Uh, and, I mean, you would, uh, you would say that. It, like a, a faction that includes the Asura doesn't have the hacking to back up well, a, a list. <laughs> yes, no, the, the list doesn't. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I look at the done of us more. Um, man, I'm I'm wondering whether this is me coming so much uh, from uh, Bakunin, but I look at the done of us more for the ability to lie down white noise. Yeah, white noise is it's, a big it's, deal. it's a way of for the Dakinis. One of their biggest advantages is the fact that they have mimetism, obviously among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ability to maybe have. Um, like the Lameth, Lamitheth, by the Flash Pulse bot, having that near the Dakinis so that you can, uh, so that you can hide the Probot, you can hide the Danavas, you're still able to put down White Noise, you're still able to put down uh, the Marksmanship program. I think that's more where I look at the Danavas than the fact that it has pitches, because you guys are right. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I think it's BS11 firing those pitches. Yeah, might be BS12, but who cares? Um, and I mean, Aleph have never been, have always been about having like good hackers, not necessarily the ability to get them to where they need to go. That's why the Azura is such a fucking beat stick. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't mind the idea of Dart being used to uh, like replace that Diva MSV2. Um, you do sort of have to spend an entire turn pushing her into what you want to kill. Um, That's not unlike. I mean, she's half an order away from her original position with um, with the with her with the exclusion zone. So, um, oh no, it, that's yeah. that's that's fine. And she's got climbing plus, so she can get where she needs to go. Um, I'd probably go with that change. Uh, have dart instead of the diva. Um, I think you'll find even when you're fighting, uh, it's just the range bands. I think uh, the Dakini fire team's more comfortable at the longer range, keeping things at bay. I've never yep. found huge success with the MSV2 um, diva Spitfire. That said, have I ever given it really a fair shake? Probably not. It might be more comfortable in a Harris, a mobile Harris that the um that, yeah. like ISS uses it quite effectively with with um with that. Um, yeah, however, uh, when you're starting looking at doing stuff like that, you're starting to get rid of things like Maximus, which 
kind of feel like the cornerstone of the list. So yeah, I mean, this is a pimp my list episode, not rewrite this list. Unless exactly. You, well, yeah, unless the list is titled Maximus. Yeah. Unless yeah. <laughs> unless you, Absolutely. Unless you Trent and just fucking submit a meme. <laughs> rewrite my list, please. Yeah. Um. Well, um, I mean, without without. CB doing the brave, brave thing of giving Netrod's repeaters. Um, there's not much that could be said of uh, Aleph, Aleph's hacking projection. So um, I think that, um, you know. I, th- I think I think that it's always been, for Aleph, it's always been their robots that you send up to be as, like the repeaters. Mm, absolutely. Right. Um, it's never really been about pitches. Um uh, one thing I should point out uh, just quickly with Maximus is that while he's got really nice guns, he is also, I think, what Agamemnon, Agamemnon I'm really struggling with names today, mm-hmm. um, was supposed to be, or at the very least should have been, um, because he's got some really nice um, like combat stuff in there, like CC24, right, plus two damage, right, natural born warrior immunity to crits and all that sort of thing so he is um he's a very cool addition to oss yeah and he is right like good pretty much all the way up into his feet yeah he'd actually be a good uh, um a good addition to the those nca lists for armory i think instead of the swalos because um he's effective on his in his s2 form as well in his pilot form Oh, yeah, he actually is not half bad. He's quite good. But for points on the armory? Oh, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't have any points. He's You're zero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he's a pilot and not an operator. Not, not the actual, yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I like that. Um, yeah. It's hard. Like, Frank's, Frank's list is so finely tuned that it's hard yeah. to... It's hard to, to to make any real changes. Yeah, it's like the, the the big when I was talking about changing the dart. The big thing that dart has is sort of takes like the Aleph version of the speculate killer. Is she's the thing that gets into your opponent's um, backline and just starts spraying things down. Um, which is what the, what the list sort of lacks now. It's more defensive sort of thing. Which, considering you said B Pong and last launch, makes sense. Uh. We're about halfway through. Do you want to take a quick five-minute break? Sure. Let's take a five. All right. We'll be back for our last two pimped lists in a moment. Welcome back, listeners. We're back from our break, and we are continuing our pimping, our list pimping. Um, So the next submission is from Dante, and he's playing Military Orders, which I understand is a relatively new flame of his. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but he said both. both of the, while, I think. Yeah, but both of the lists he um, uh, gave us are uh, uh, going towards being able to complete both missions without too much trouble. Um, he had he decided that he wanted to sort of make his lists um, opponent dependent. With list one focusing a little bit more on if his opponent has a strong hacking uh, sort of presence. So I, I'm guessing sort of the nomads, I guess the list we saw before um, for combined army. I don't know. I'm sure everyone else can think of 
Zams, uh, but that's uh, the ones that pop into my head straight away. Uh, the current list that he has, he feels, has a good solid uh, is lacking solid defense and a good long range weapons that are characteristics of Pan Pano. Uh, so currently, uh, his list is the first group is a Bulleteer with a Knight of Montessa, a Fugazi drone bot, a Teutonic Knight with missile launcher, a Teutonic Knight Lieutenant with light shotgun Panzerfaust, another Teutonic Knight with Panzerfaust, a Crocia uh, paramedic. A curator uh, combined, uh, sorry, combi rifle with a, I mean, that's a, just the engineer, isn't it? That's the MO engineer. And a Sierra drone bot, which is your uh, TR bot. Then in group two, he has an order sergeant hacker, uh, Defersen, uh, a bulleteer, a mule bot, another mule bot with um, Evo hacking device, and a tech bee. Uh, so if we go to what I've changed, I, with both of Dante's submissions, there was a, I didn't feel like there was a huge amount to change. Um, I understand that he's got sort of that fear of hacking uh, going on, but I think he's actually got a lot of firewalls almost on the get-go. Um, the bulleteers provide a natural firewall to hack through anything necessarily important except for the bulleteer itself. Um, so if for the Knight of Montessa, he's leading with that bulleteer, um, as well as the Defersen link he had, is if you're leading with the bulleteer, you've got that firewall going for him uh, through the, because of the repeaters. The only thing he doesn't have that won't get a firewall straight away is his Teutonic Knights. Um, and so what I've done is I've simply moved around a few points. Um, to get him the Teutonic Knight with the Tin Bot, which is just an extra point on top. So I've removed the Mule Bot out of the Tin Bot Teuton. So you start off with at least some sort of firewall on every single one of his links. And, I, and I'll get to this later, added a Trauma Dock for countermeasures, which is not really true, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the advantage of this is that you've got firewalls on that big link straight away and you have again an extra doctor the alternatives is that trauma doc is really just a 14 point placeholder um, you've already got the crochet paramedic which can do anything that the doctor can uh, and the montessa um, and the montessa oh. yes exactly so you can move that into something else potentially maybe if there was a couple more points to move around maybe drop down the Fugazi or something like that. Um, you could turn that back into the mule bot to get maybe uh, firewalls onto your bulleteers or um, marksmanship. Um, I think you could. And the other only other thing I could see is Defersen is already a pretty nasty hacker on his own. Not really sure you necessarily need the order sergeant to back him up. So maybe down, uh, put the order sergeant down for uh, down to one of its uh, lesser points, and use those points to upgrade the trauma dock into that um, mule bot slot. Um, I think it's still. I mean, I think it was a good list. 
uh, from the get go, I think it could still do pretty much everything. There's not a huge amount of change with it. It's got a lot of order efficiency with the th the three fire teams, the duo, the um, uh, yeah, with the duo, the uh, the core, core fire team, and the Harris. And while yeah, um, Pano have a lot of like are known for their uh, like long range good gunfighting. I don't think it's necessarily the bread and butter of military orders. Um, you still have that missile launcher there. You've still got Spitfires, which is sort of your mid range. Really, the only thing you're missing is something that goes either to sniper rifle ranges, um, but you still have the missile launcher. And I suppose a more active heavy machine gun. And unfortunately for military orders, their heavy machine gun for the most part, I think is stuck on either a, maybe an order sergeant, but at the very least on a hospitaler. Yeah, hospitalia so, or the um, sepulchre. The night of the whole yeah, chunk. Yeah, so uh, both very expensive pieces and would pretty much pull this link apart, uh, this entire list apart. You'd have to rethink it almost entirely. Yeah. So I don't think you need to worry too much about not having the long range guns. Uh, I think military orders sort of pulls their range in a little bit and makes up for the f that by the fact that if you get too close, they are actually pretty good at punching you in the face. Yeah. Uh, I've been so playing against um, Dante's original list on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think I saw, uh, at the very least, Dante yeah, having yesterday. a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday I played against it. And it was um, it's good. It's a good list. Um, yeah, I think that the 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 bullet the sorry, the mule bot's primarily there to put marksmanship on the TR bot rather than um, firewalling anything. Um, probably and, and like 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 I said, I yeah that trauma doc and the, that order sergeant can have its points moved around yeah. for it. Um, I just thought if you're scared of hacking, like this is the I'm scared of hacking list. I think that ten bot on the big link really helps. It does. Uh, one thing it does do is it um it does it reveal a, the lieutenant. It does. Do, it reveals the lieutenant. Yep. Big old yeah. target on the lieutenant. I think I think it's still a they've question got a of whether it's killer in the list. Yeah, I think it's still the question of whether it's a it's Deferzen though. No, Deferzen is one more point of whip over. Oh yeah, okay. If you're talking about yeah after the roll, yes, yeah. I was yeah I, I was thinking about the fact that yeah it might make the lieutenant obvious. Uh, then again, Teutons are very. Um, they're pretty resilient. They're pretty resilient. Like they, they, they don't. They, like Teutons in a link don't really do a lot about. Like they don't go down very quickly, very easily. It would take a very concerted effort to put a Teuton down. Yeah. I think. I think in that case, potentially uh, that order sergeant just being like a plain order sergeant. So you've still got that question of who's the lieutenant because they're both whip thirteen. And they both could be a lieutenant, and then you could can that. put that mule bot back in. Yeah. Cool list. Yeah. Next one. So I think this was uh, sort of uh, a Dante uh, taking a look at uh, really just uh, rocking around with the tick blank. 
Uh, but this is also a list made for a list that he has to be less afraid of hacking. And yeah, I and he does say that he uh, is wondering whether he's just entering the last like stage of MO player uh, grief, which I had a quick th thought about. And I think it's curiosity because you hear about the military orders and you wonder what it is. Lust because you see how good the orders are. Then it'll be frustration as you find out that it's not quite what MO is normally about. Um, then reservation and acceptance. <laughs> Dante did put in his notes that he was in the depression stage of the oh, there you go. Okay, depression will be the reservation. Yeah, depression and then the acceptance. Fourth, fourth stage. So he's on the fourth MO. stage, Dante. You got one more to go where you where you accept your lot uh, um, as an MO player. Uh, yeah, so this list is a Knight of Montessa paramedic, a Fugazi drone bot, an Order Sergeant Teutonic, uh, with a Heavy Rocket Launcher, Teutonic Knight with Missile Launcher, Teutonic Knight Lieutenant uh, with a Light Shotgun and Panzerfaust, a Crozier paramedic, a Curator, um, a Tech B, and a Tickbalang. Then in Group 2, it is the, a Bulleteer, I think linked with the Knight of Montessa. An escort sergeant, which is sort of uh, MO's version of a auxilia, so it does have an oxbot with heavy flamethrower. Uh, two mule bots, which is just eight point baggage bots, and a 360 visor war core. Uh, so for this particular list, I changed a little bit more here, but it's still not. Um, actually, I don't think I changed really much at all all um because i found that any change like any significant change i wanted to make kind of meant like removing the tick i i put the tick bling up top that's why it looks so different yeah it's you've what have you changed you've just turned the curator into a teuton teuton with the with uh, the timber firewall yeah, yeah that's all i've done um because I think this this goes hard with the two Knights of Montessas. Those those guys are just terrifying. Yeah, the Knight of Montessa and the Tick Blank duo. I don't think so. They couldn't. I thought. Oh, actually, you know what? I think you're right. I think that was what. I think that's what. Yeah, Knight of Montessa. Uh, no, the Tick Blang. Yeah, the Tick Blang doesn't have a. Um, has a duo. Doesn't have a duo option. Doesn't have a duo. Option. How sad. Yeah, like I think that's the same thing with like the Squallow. In some lists, can uh, link, and others it can't. Mm -hmm. I think NCA I think is the one. That, the NCA is the one that gets it. A, um, I don't think Varuna can link them. Yeah. I think Vanilla Pano gets a gets a ticket. Yeah, so I suppose all I can really say is kudos to Dante. Um, I think this is a really good uh, defensive list with the Order Sergeant and the Teuton. Uh, you've both got sort of that ability to for unmasking uh, to project out that um, uh, that like long range defense. Right, you've got at the at firing at at least fourteens. I don't think there's this is not pure. Can't re it's pretty hard to run. Uh, it's it's very difficult to get a pure core in yeah. military orders because a lot of things can't actually have enough 
uh, AVA to make it a pure, pure. Yeah, it's pretty much just hospitals. Maybe all the sergeants going fine. Pure crazy is probably. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, which is fair enough. Um, Knights of Montessas and, and the Bulleteers. Knights of Montessas are pretty good for going into uh, places like the Armoury. Uh, just jump them off their bikes because they keep their mimetism when they're off their bikes. Um, just make sure that you keep them as uh, non-impetuous. But yeah, I couldn't see much to change in this list for dealing with non hacking heavy um, armies. It's got the resilience in there. It's got a lot of speed as far as the Knights of Montessas and the Tickbalangs go. Um, the only thing I could think of is to maybe move some points around um, in order to upgrade one of those Knights of Montessas from a paramedic. Um, probably the one in Group 1 to, I think it's got a red, I think it's got a red Fury. Yeah. Um, which is not the worst, it's only uh, dropping three points. It's you three points, and you can drop both mule bots to flash bots. I think there's they the one issue, AVA1. they only get AVA1. Oh! <laughs> They're not a hack faction. They don't get AVA3 flash pulse bots. <laughs> God. Okay, there's one point. The privilege. <laughs> yeah. The privilege I mean, look, on you. I mean, look, is there's already this, a Fugazi in the list. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in this, right, I think you could just drop the war call. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that would give you uh, some added firepower on a list that I to oh actually no you couldn't I've completely completely negated uh forgot the oh. fact that the uh swick won't work. No. Yeah uh so the so the only real way you could do that is to give up really on the heavy rocket launcher on the order sergeant. It's um, only probably the realistic way to get it. Could uh I think I Oh you could you could what you could actually what you could do is downgrade the bulleteer to the shotgun and then upgrade the Montessa to the Spitfire. Um, maybe a maybe a um, Pathfinder, the Ford Observer bot, um, because I think if there's one thing that this is going to struggle against, it's going to be midfield camo, especially if we're um, like sitting in the armory or last launch or whatever, where we have to. Dominated search. True. So some, some something with sensor may not also may not go amiss, mm -hmm. uh, which is only the pathfinder. So pathfinder. yeah. So like struggling with uh, camo is just sort of I guess. Uh, Emo's lot, lot in life. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose the only other thing is uh, a black fryer, which I looked at putting in and didn't realize they are very expensive for what they provide you. <laughs> they. Yeah. They're, they're kind of just a little bit wet paper bags. Yeah, they're just, they're just a tiny bit too expensive. Mm -hmm. Like, they've got, a, like they, they've got a whole bunch of stuff where I'd almost rather to have, like, a biometric visor plus three discover one and then one that's just the MSV2. I suppose technically they do have that, so why don't... Oh, but like in the multi-rifle link. The, the Discover version. Biometric still has MSV2. Yeah. No, no, what I'm saying is like split it up so that they're oh. cheaper. That is, oh, a, okay. that, that is a piece I've never seen on the table. And I 
would love to see it on this table. <laughs> right, so the, the, the one, the one I've seen, if I've seen a Blackfire at all, is the Heavy Rocket Launcher. Heavy Rocket Launcher, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, for dealing with camos, it's going to be about just sort of running into them for the most part. Yeah. And just saying, hey, I'm here. I believe their the doctors way. are 25 points. Oh, that's the infirmaries. Yeah, their docs yeah. are 40 points. Um, it was crazy. Poor but yeah, that, that's about the only other suggestion I had, which is, yeah, downgrade, bulleteer, upgrade, knight. <laughs> um, you have a few less specialists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I do like the two knights just because for things like um, a uh, mask I mean, and Bipong. Right. They, I, can, I, I, they can both I, go and hit buttons. Yeah, I remember I remember just playing Ed and his Varuna and just this knight going across the board. They could just they could just get to where they want to do and press a button. And there's almost nothing you can do to stop them. Like unless they purposely put themselves in front of fucking Atlanta or something. They're just like, nah, that's all right. I'll dodge and then I'll take the tank the armor save on my like four armor on a bike. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy good. And, it, and it's BTS like, it's, six is yeah it's enough like, to resist. Yeah, it's like a um, it's almost like a camo marker where you've only got one shot to kill them and then they're gone. Because they're also quick bikes as well. They're not the eight four. They're eight six. They are. Um, they're good. Yeah, no, one of one of my favorite models in the game for just everything. Like it well, I wish it didn't have its silly helmet. Um, the helmet but every, the helmet. Yeah, but everything else about the Knights of Montessa is just fuck is just so good. They're so good. Alright, let's well, move on to last but certainly last. not least is um Another friend of the show, Ryan from Sydney, who will be attending CanCon with all of us. He's playing Cosmoflot as he has been for the last couple of years. I, th- I would, I think. Um, his first list, uh, e well, yeah, his first list is um, for Armory Last Launch and B Pong. We've got the um, it's a Varangian core with the Unknown Ranger, a Varangian submachine gun, a Stranic Doctor. Patcher Vulcan Shotgun, Patcher Heavy Flamethrower, uh, Den McConnelly, uh, the Polaris team, the regular bear with its controller, and a Paracommando for Group 1. And Group 2 is Usha McNeil, a Rockot LT, a Rockot Decoy with the same loadout, a Tractor Mule, a War Driver, Evo Hacker, and Wolfgang Amadeus Wolf. Um, we've got it. Uh, little notes, some notes sent to us. Uh, it's specialist heavy for B Pong and last launch. I think every mem- almost every unit in there is a specialist. It's great. Um, uh, and it's a Rockot Harrow. Uh, so the, the Varangian Core with UKR patches and Stranic, um, and a Rockot Harris with the non Lieutenant Rockot, um, a War Driver and Wolfgang um, for just side objectives and bullying midfield. Um, so since we've decided that Cosmo is now my bailiwick, um, I may or may not 
have seen a certain video from Rob Cantrell, um, which featured this list quite recently. <laughs> it was difficult to not let that one um, colour my opinions on it. Um, my primary thought of this was, I don't really like Wolfgang. Um, there's already enough CC specialists in the list. Um, and as a, as a Harris leading gunfighter, he's not incredible. He's fine. He's BS 12. He might, 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 he's burst five, but he's still BS 12 with no Viz mods. Uh, so I did a bit of tweaking to this one. This is probably the biggest tweak I've, I've done to a list. Um, and I might sound like a bit like a broken record here, but I changed the Wolfgang to a Cosmosold at a specialist operative. Hooray! Hooray. <laughs> um, big changes in this one. I changed the Rockot. Uh, let's read the list out. The, re the list uh, now consists of a Cosmosold at Harris with the two patches, a Kazakh Doctor uh, with it with a helper bot. Uh, the Polaris teams with the controller and the bear pode, Paracommando, uh, Ford Observer, Den McConnelly, and a Tractor Mule, uh, and Group 2, uh, running out Group 1, and Group 2 is Usha McNeil, the Unknown Ranger, a War Driver Evo Hacker, a Rockot Paramedic, a Rockot LT with the Rifle LSG, and another Rockot with Rifle LSG. Um, so changes were Wolfgang to Cosmosol to S, a Specialist Operative. Uh, UKR has gone into Group 2 to make a Rockot core um, with the Cosmosol that um, sticking in the Group 1 to make a um, Harris with the patches. Stranach Doctor was downgraded to the Kazakh Doctor with a Servant Bot. Um, the Varangian was turned into a Rockot Paramedic. And I used the points from the Stranach Doctor to and the um, Varangian downgrade to turn the Rockot, to upgrade the Rockot LT and its decoy from the SMG profiles to the rifle LSG profiles. Um, I think it does the same thing as the first list. I think I kept the, the general core feel of the first list. Um, it just adds a more lethal gunfighter than Wolfgang um, and also increases the defensiveness of the weak point of the list. And the very much the weak point of the list was that rocket lieutenant that gets left behind. Um, at the back of your DZ while its decoy runs up with Wolfgang. Um, you could change groups around if you need. You could um, shift the UKR core or the Rocket core into group one, Cosmos Holder into group two. Um, and Dan McConnelly could be an Ermandino instead of Dan McConnelly. Um, it could do every mission it will it'll handily do armory last launch b-pong it will handily do unmasking um and countermeasures countermeasures might need the denver connelly to an ermandino swap um yeah i like this one thoughts uh again i like having the unknown ranger core in the smaller group too because he's even though he's not going to be using it he's got tack aware yeah, and my only issue was that Ush is in the same group, and there are countless times that I've needed yeah. one more order on a over infiltrator. Um, uh, honestly, maybe yeah, so swap maybe swap tractor mule and Usha. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Swap, swap the tractor mule Usha yeah. is probably the, the the change I would make, or even the paracommando. Um, I I might depends how defensively you want to use that unknown ranger core. Because um, like it, it feels like a waste to leave the unknown ranger just to defend. Um, it's not defensive. You yeah. push it. You push it. Yep. So the the, um, the whole idea is to make a ball of Cosmo that mm. like that runs up the table, and you've got a Cosmo soldat and a patch and a patch of Link, like getting into the armory or pushing a p- particular objective or whatever. And then you've got a another ball of the unknown ranger, and they sort of like create these sort of defensive zones where you can't go, um, in the middle of the table. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like I might swap the Cosmosoldat Patcher into Group Two, um, the Unknown Ranger um, into Group One, just because I get the feeling that like Usha's going to solve one problem, the Cosmosoldat's going to solve the other, um, and then there's going to be. And like, and then there'll be an issue that'll always pop up that the unknown ranger needs to solve, and I'll always have to pick two out of those. So either Usha's not going to move, or the Cosmosol that's not going to move. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would, if it was a different tournament, say, why are you taking the para commander over an SAS? But this tournament, in this particular case, the para commando makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it, yeah, because unfortunately just really expensive and probably not as good SASs. Yeah, but mm. fifteen boarding shotgun. Yeah, good. but you've got to get from the edge of the map to in range with the boarding shotgun. Oh, the fair. biggest part of that one's damage fourteen flash pulses, man. <laughs> True, and yeah, still a BS attack. <laughs> um, yeah, no, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I agree with what you're saying about it. Uh, Wolfgang. He, th- there are very few armies that he fits comfortably in, and believe it or not, considering what he is, I feel like some of the Ariadna armies that he's in is the ones where he fits the least comfortably. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's a, a Cosmo piece. Yeah. There are pieces think- for thirty-five Wait. points in Cosmo that are. Like whole tiers above what Wolfgang does. Yeah, but because think- he is similar to other pieces in Ariadna, so he has stuff to directly compete with. Well, he, yeah, he no, directly exactly. competes yeah. with um, something that's three points cheaper and arguably a better model, which is Caden. I was about to um, say. I was about to take a look. Yeah, you know, Caden is similar enough. He doesn't. He doesn't have a multi rifle. He's got a T two rifle instead. He doesn't. I would- I would. Oh, he's got grenades though. Yeah, he has the. Um, he has a T two AP T two CC attack. Um, you know he's so dangerous, Caden Don. That and he never gets taken. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm with you there. I, I would say that if you're going to take Wolfgang, save yourself three points. Take Caden. Take Caden. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Take Caden instead of Wolfgang. <laughs> No one's uh, taking first strike, Don. I suppose. I suppose like I suppose the only the only thing is, I mean, Wolfgang, Wolfgang with a para CC weapon. If like you really wanted to make sure you got some sort of roll off, is 
pretty nasty. Negative. Yeah, the parachute open is nasty. It's All good right. tech. Like get run up to a tag both. and just be like, boom, you're not moving. Yeah, it's good tech. But um, I mean, T two T two is also fucking great. For yeah, t- a- damage fifteen AP T two. Um, yeah, gonna do a lot of work. Uh, yeah, and you don't need it. You're berserking with them anyway. Like, well, you're berserking to a twenty nine. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and Cadence. I mean, for Malay, he's one tick better. He's CC twenty three versus twenty two. Look. Caden here. Caden. Caden is the way to go. Hot take central on Lost of Lieutenant. Wait, no, not just that. Caden has Natural Born Warrior, and Wolfgang doesn't. Mm. Oh, he's <laughs> even better. Yeah, the main thing that Wolfgang has is he's got the Dodge Plus Three. It honestly seems to be about it. Woo. Uh, All right. Yeah. This is on his second list. Uh, he had it for countermeasures and unmasking. Uh, it consists of a rocket core with rocket submachine gun grenades, decharges, um, a rocket paramedic, a patcher heavy flamethrower, patcher Vulcan shotgun, a Volkalak heavy machine gun, um, para commando. Uh, boarding shotgun, uh, forward observer with a boarding shotgun, uh, Usha specialist operative, um, and the Polaris team group. There's nine orders in group one, and group two is a Cosmos Soldat portable auto cannon with MSV1, uh, Stranic Doctor and Frontovic, which creates a little Harris there, a Rocket LT with submachine gun grenades, decharges, and a Tractor Mule. Um, he states that a simple plan with this, patch of Volklight core, move up to cover midfield, provide defensive fire for unmasking or table control for countermeasures, and can get classifies done with the um, paramedic um, and the heavy infantry that it brings up the table. Um, the Cosmos Soldat uh, provides a damage 15 AP explosive overwatch, and the Harris can complete a bunch of um, classifies as well. Paracommando deploy- deploys inside the exclusion zone, can also complete um objectives uh and um or and you know provides a bit of fire support uh and usha um probably only gets gets one classified oh no she's got decharges maybe two um or and predator as well so three uh and can over so you can over infiltrate to complete some classifieds or break up some links doing what she does best Hmm. Um, I really liked this list. Not that I didn't like the other one. I liked the other one too. Um, the there's a couple of issues with it. The main issue is you, you've got on you, you don't have a hacker for countermeasures. Um, and when you're, it's dangerous to bring a hacker. A, a list without a hacker into countermeasures, especially if you're Ariadna, because people will complete them so much quicker than you. Um, so, if you're going first or something, being able to get the jump on a hacking classified with um, with countermeasures, especially if you get a shit drawer and and draw two of them or something, um, getting the jump on and and be able being able to complete an extra classified uh, hacking classified is good. Um, so, uh, and the other issue was um, that 
the Rocket LT again sitting there in the back in Group 2 was just a bit... I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You have an impersonator? You don't have a lieutenant. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so what I did was I changed uh, the 22-point patcher um, into a war driver, Evo Hacker. Uh, it put the Rockot Lieutenant into Group 1 and added an extra tractor mule. Uh, what this did for us is it... Um, helped make the LT rocket stand out a little bit less. You know, it's um it's still in group one. It's in group one with the rest of the with the other rockets. Um you could leave the non-LT behind and take the LT in your in your core link if you want to, just to with so, so for some further um obfuscation if you if you really need to. Um it in in countermeasure well, it provides one extra order to this one because of the extra mule bot because um, the last one the Ryan's original list was fourteen orders this is now fifteen um, and it's two extra in countermeasures because of the Evo hacker um, some extra things you could do is you could downgrade the patcher the twenty seven point patcher to the twenty two point patcher and what that would what would that allow you to do is give you some more points to um, bump up those rockets to rifle LSG. That just uh, template defense is something that's always on my mind in 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 Ariadna, especially if you've got such a weak LT. Um, so having the rockets provide that template defense as well is um, something I always like to to sort of have. Um, I suppose it's a holdover from me playing a lot of Caledonia and only running volunteer chain rifles. Um, it does give up on the additional power of the like firepower of the Vulcan shotgun, but the I think that um, you've got a, you've got enough AP in there that it really doesn't matter. Uh, and it covers the missions that um, that Ryan wanted it to do: um, unmasking, countermeasures, and B-pong. What do we think about this one, lads? Uh, I like having the rocket in Group One. <clears throat> or the lieutenant, because like I said, that it is a little bit more obfuscation, and even at that, once everything's deployed, you could easily just declare the core with the lieutenant in it and the decoy out of it, if, if you're going second, and then on your first turn, just swap them if you want. Yeah, yeah. Not not then, having the not having those options is dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. The, the only time I would ever like separate them into groups is like what I, you know, what you do with like moderators and stuff where they're not linked anyway. Yes. Right. So yeah. it just depends on like how you want your groups to look and it makes no difference. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's dangerous to have those decoys, uh, especially when you only got two of them and not have the ability to try and like, you know, you put the one that's the decoy up in a really defensible position and people then be like oh well i won't try and alpha strike him his lieutenants all the way on top of a building that mm-hmm. i'm never going to get to i'm never so slightly confused about the front of it because it's just there because it's a heavy rock launcher with mimetism uh i think it's because it's a veteran as well it um it completes it technically helps complete the classified you there's not a lot 
else you could put in that link um, to I be completely I honest with you? I don't know if they're... They might, they well, might it's be a Cosmos or... Soldat link, and the only thing other than Cosmos Soldats and wildcards is a single front of it. So I think it ends up being it's a also cheap a option yeah, it's to complete option. it as Harry's. Uh, I'm just yeah. I'm take, taking a look at like the headquarters and stuff. Oh, Cosmos Soldats headquarters. Um, because can't you just put a patcher there? No. Oh, you could. As yeah, a... you, you, you've now dropped one patcher, oh. so you have one spare. Um, you absolutely could patch, put a patcher in there. Uh, yeah, patcher there instead um, of the front of it. Every it, 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 it's it's one thing I'm always it. it's one thing I'm always conscious of is um, overlapping fire. Like spending points in SWIC on overlapping um, range bands. Range bands. Especially, now, normally I'm not too hard up, like, I'm not too hard up on, like, a heavy rocket launcher and a HMG, because it's generally, I want something to deal with something with armor. I want to deal something where high burst is more important. But the portable order cannon and the um, heavy rocket launcher, same burst. Um, same range bands, I think, and I if I if I think I'm right in saying that I think the portable order cannon's got like foyer back range bands. I don't know what it does past thirty two. Oh, I'm gonna check. Uh, one oh, moment. Uh, when the month. Portable order cannon. No, okay. They they have you. exactly the same range bands. Yeah. So. I think there's room for like shuffling around SWIC and points, maybe. Um, so, and, and also, it means that if you're doing B Pong, having that patcher up there with the extra burst um, flamethrower, the extra burst uh, Molotov grenades, um, and it's the very, heavy pistol. Very, very true. Um, and the heavy pistol, like as far as ARO goes, is just going to be better than that assault pistol. Um, I suppose the only thing is assault pistol over SMG. I'd probably still take the SMG. Um, yeah, that's about the only change I can really see to make. Yeah, I, I like that. That's very reasonable, having the patch instead of the front of it. It's and, also an extra wound. Yeah, true. And is there is there an engineer in this one? Probably just blind and not seeing it. There is not. But yeah, yeah. if you're in dire straits and you're fixing a tractor mule with an Ermandino, I think you have. Oh, that's thing. right. Because then the only other ones left are do it to the HVT and D charges, which you've got plenty of D charges anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. If, if you're concerned about the heavy rocket launcher and portable autocannon doubling up, you could change the front of it to a front of it lieutenant. True. Because that's a defensive link with a doctor, and the front of it would also kind of go in well enough. Uh, It's got an auto pistol, or assault pistol still, and a T2 rifle. Yep, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's another one. You'd end up with 1.5 more SWIC. You could try to spice up somewhere, but I'm not quite sure where to toss that in. Yeah. Um... And then yeah. your opponent gets really confused when they start trying to kill off the ro- the robots. Yeah. the The only other thing I could think of is, and I know you were mentioning about like not taking a hacker, but I think the Evo hacker can only do data scan. But you've got you got Ford observers for spotlighting things. Yeah. So what I was saying is, you could 
Uh, right. You could possibly get another decoy by downgrading, uh, or like you were saying, uh, rifle light shotgun by downgrading the war core and just uh, the if war you get driver, done, yeah. hacker. Sorry, war yeah. driver. Yeah, and so, just, hacker war driver. Just, yeah, just discarding. Hopefully, if you get um, data scan, the hacker also covers HVT espionage. Oh, is there another one there mm. now? HVT okay. espionage is. Uh, basic hacker data scan is basic hacker. Yeah, sorry, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. Then that was, that was... is covered by the FO, and then suspected infiltrators covered by doctor elites, veterans, medium infantry, heavy. Yeah, infantry. it was all. It's also it's just an extra order in countermeasures. Like, and they're like countermeasures that I'm asking are two very order intensive missions. Hmm. Yeah. I think it also... I mean, it's always a thing with Ariana where you just sort of accept whatever lot you get. Right. As far as like, if like if you if it's all hacking, you're like, uh, just like that turn, you just try and annihilate your opponent. He's also got enough heavy infantry that's hackable to warrant yeah, yes. fairy dust. Yeah, and if and if you put in that patcher, that's another heavy infantry that could use that fairy. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, there's there's small little movements here. Um, what's better? Who knows? Ryan will tell us yeah. when he wins CanCon and thanks us. <laughs> we should point out that if anyone wins CanCon with any of our lists, we get to pick your prize and take it home. <laughs> okay, that is a that's a the bold assumption. Um, Great. Well, I mean, if they don't, just don't walk like late at night in the dark because I'm going to fucking mug you and take you down. <laughs> wow. Jacob, you won't travel. Uh, yeah. if, 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 I, if, if, if I win CanCon, it's going to be like Fight Club. You guys are just going to watch me punch myself in a parking lot. <laughs> uh, wow. Lost a lieutenant for all your hot takes and. Uh, and Tonya Harding of vague threats of violence <laughs> of infinity tournaments yeah uh, but that brings us to I think the last of our submissions that is, is yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah thank you everybody who um, uh, submitted anything took the time to put their list together I suppose this early in the game and put themselves out there to you know potentially show the world uh, what they're going to run to CanCon. So um, thank you guys. Without you, without your help, your uh, without I'm going to say bravery for lack of a better word, <laughs> um, this episode, these last two episodes wouldn't have happened. Uh, but with that, I think we're just going to have to call it a night, guys. Yep. All right. So uh, thank you, thank you for listening. I've been Jacob. I've been Josh. And I've been Nick. <laughs> Very gracious of you, Nick, to let me go first. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night.